Hello, and welcome to Customer Experience Leaders Chat by Nice Reply, where we talk to support professionals from all over the world and discuss what's behind their team's success. This interview is brought to you by Nice Reply, an all-in-one customer satisfaction tool that helps you measure and improve the quality of your customer service. My name is Craig Stoss. I'm here today with Derek Holman, the co-founder of Median Cobras. Thanks so much for being here. Hey, Craig. Uh, awesome to be here. Great, Derek, and and I'm really happy to talk to you again about this. This is a, a topic that I have used in my career, and I think that it's it's going to be something really interesting to our listeners to understand the world of co-browsing. So let's start off with what is co-browsing? Yeah, co-browse is uh, is the ability for two people, two or more people, to view and interact with the same web page at the same time. Um, so it's the term is collaborative browsing. Obviously, it gets shortened to co-browse, but um, it's, it's much more lightweight than typical screen sharing or anything like that. So, you know, imagine a web page with, uh, you know, uh, uh, two mouse pointers on the page, two people being able to type on it and that sort of thing. Um, obviously, the most applicable use case here is, um, you know, customer support and uh, customer success with onboarding and that sort of thing. But uh, at a high level, you know, co-browsing is two people, two people being able to, to use the same web page at the same time. So why would we want to do that? What, what are the use cases for you know, co-browsing inside a support or a success team? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, and I think probably the most common use case that we see is um, oftentimes is, it, it sounds kind of corny, but it's like just getting on the same page as your customer. So uh, if, you know, I've been a customer support uh, nerd for a long time, and I think, you know, folks that are listening to this may fall into that category as well. But, you know, I can't count the number of times that somebody uh, has, has uh, come to us with a, you know, a customer service, uh, you know, a chat or a phone call, and they're referring to different things that they're seeing on their page. And they're using like terminology that I just didn't understand or I wasn't able to kind of follow um, what they were talking about or what they were seeing um, because they're not used to kind of using that same terminology that maybe we use within the company. And um, and what co-browsing does is allows you to just with one click, uh, essentially be able to stand over their shoulder and see what they're what they're seeing and, um, and be able to help them through the process. And so um, that's really where it kind of comes into play, which is like, somebody gets confused about how they're, uh, how to use your app or like what um, product they're trying to, you know, check out with on your e-commerce store or anything like that. And you need to be able to just like see what they're seeing and get on the same page uh, without having to, you know, spend you know, five or 10 minutes getting a, a Zoom call or any of that uh, sort of thing set up. Um, that's what co-browsing is for. It's one click and all of a sudden I'm over your shoulder helping you just like you would be helping your, your mom or dad as, as they have, uh, you know, questions or issues on how to get stuff set up on their computer. You mentioned Zoom there, and I'm, I'm curious. I think some people have become much more familiar with Zoom over the past uh, few months during the COVID pandemic. Um, how does co-browsing differ from a, a traditional kind of screen sharing video call type application? Yep. And, I, and I'll first and foremost say that I love Zoom and I'm a, I'm a heavy Zoom user. We're, we're using Zoom right now. And so uh, I, I think the use case is just completely different, right? So like Zoom, if you're looking to jump into a full-on video conference where, you know, you're looking at each other, you're doing, um, you know, full desktop screen sharing, if you're sharing that sort of thing, um, it's just a little more of an involved process to jump into an actual video conferencing call, whether it be Zoom or GoToMeeting or WebEx or whatever. Um, the way uh, co-browsing works is it typically works directly with your customer support tools and is just much more lightweight. So um, to if you're in the middle of a chat and you're 15 minutes into a live chat and then you just kind of hit a roadblock of like not understanding what a customer is saying, the ability is to click a button and it opens a new tab on your browser so you can continue to chat with them while actually just watching them view and interact with the same web page. 
um, is incredibly helpful. It's just uh, it's just a much more lightweight. Um, the barrier to entry to kind of like start that is much more lightweight. And also a lot of times you might be juggling other chats and other things like that too. So um, you can kind of co-browse and still um, kind of juggle those other things at the same time as well. Also there, from a security perspective, you know, co-browse is limited to, you know, the own pro the properties that you have, you know, live chat installed on um, or uh, where you have the JavaScript snippet for co-browse installment. So from a security perspective, super secure, it only lives on your own properties. Um, and uh, and just much more lightweight from a from a user experience that way. So I'd say that's kind of the main use case, and particularly customer support um, is is probably where Cobras fits the best because of those things. And that's interesting. You you talk about uh, chat. And that's obviously a, a quite a popular channel right now. But in general, uh, could you expand on the tech stack of you know how does Cobras fit into that tech stack for support? It obviously doesn't replace a channel, but how does it augment the the power of the existing channels you have? Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, when when you're using Cobras, like the typical use case is you're doing real time support in some way. So that's usually live chat or that's a phone call. And so um, I would say uh, Cobras is not a standalone tool. It's a tool in the tool belt of your customer support uh, agents. And so. You know, you might be using, you know, Zendesk chat or Help Scouts chat or, or you know, live chat or any of these other uh, chat providers and, um, you know, integrating co-browse into those just makes that it kind of gives them gives your agents a superpower. Right. It's like now all of a sudden I'm not just chatting with the customer. You know, I click this I click this link. It opens a new tab and I'm just like I'm now standing over their shoulder to be able to help them and, and kind of lead them through the process or you're in the middle of a phone call. Um, and you're able to just uh, click a link or ask them to um, uh, read back their, you know, kind of unique customer code that's on their screen um, to be able to just start this co-browse session with them. And again, kind of immediately be transported to sitting over their shoulders. So, um, you know, kind of pairing co-browse with um, the existing channels that you're already on um, is really kind of where the sweet spot comes in. Like, you know, you might be 15 minutes into a chat before you realize that you need to actually see their screen. You might be, you know, 10 minutes into a phone call before you need to see their screen. You don't actually kind of know going into each conversation whether, you know, something like this is going to be useful or not. Um, but certainly when you get stuck in the middle of that phone call and you kind of feel like you're at a stalemate not understanding what that customer is saying, um, you know, this is this is how you kind of like get yourself out of it is by being able to just to like see exactly what they're saying. You know, they say a picture is worth worth a thousand words and certainly Cobras uh, is, is kind of like the living embodiment of that when it comes to support. I want to dive into the comment you said a couple times around looking over someone's shoulder. There, there obviously are security and liability concerns with that, you know, uh, GDPR and, and other privacy laws that are being created around the world. Um, what are the security and liability concerns that our listeners need to be aware of when, when trying to bring this technology into the tech stack? It's a great question. Um, and actually, so part of the thing I think that separates Cobras from a traditional you know, screen sharing product is the, um, the emphasis that is placed around security and privacy and that sort of thing. Um, you know, the, I'll, I'll list a couple of kind of highlights here from um, kind of the benefits of Cobras over a traditional screen sharing here. Uh, especially in a support use case. Um, number one of which is um, Cobras lives on your own um, domain. So if you own abc.com and you install co-browsing on there, you're able to co-browse and view and interact with things that are happening on abc.com. If they open you know, Facebook or Twitter on a different tab, you're not able to see that. It's limited to the things that you own and that you're able to kind of troubleshoot and allow them to, 
to be able to see and interact with. Like, you know, these are things that you already own anyway. I kind of describe it as, you know, like in The Lion King, when they say that like all that the light touches is our, our kingdom and the, you know, the things that the, the light doesn't touch is not, um, that's the same thing when it comes to Cobra. So anything that you own, you're able to kind of see. Anything that you don't own, you're not able to see. So from a privacy and security perspective, you know, I don't want to see your family photos on your computer. I don't want to see those other things. Um, I just want to see what I'm trying to help you with. So certainly that's, uh, that's a big kind of, um, you know, check mark in the, in the pro column there for, for Cobras. And then number two is there are even certain things on your own website that you probably shouldn't be able to see. Um, uh, your agents probably shouldn't be able to see for a lot of reasons. And there might be things like credit cards. Um, so if somebody isn't putting a credit card into, uh, you know, the credit card field, um, the agent doesn't probably need to see that credit card number. So we do things like um, masking um, fields by default. We, we mask credit card fields by default, but you can mask really any field that they shouldn't be able to see. So you can see that somebody is typing in a credit card field, uh, but you can't see what the number is or anything like that. So um, with screen sharing, with typical screen sharing, you obviously can't mask individual fields. With co-browsing, you can get down to that more granular level. Um, and then kind of third um, that I would say from a you know GDPR perspective and some of these other things is um, when that session happens and you're actually screen sharing uh, or doing a Cobra session, uh, you know, after that session is over, you know, that information, other than the fact that a Cobra session happened and what agent actually did it, um, all that information gets dropped, right? Like it doesn't get stored anywhere. It doesn't get recorded anywhere. You don't have to worry about, you know, like anything getting breached from a security standpoint um, because that information doesn't get saved anyway. Um, so that just makes sure that uh, anything that's important that happens on your website, um, the agent is able to troubleshoot in real time. And then as soon as that session is over, you know, kind of, you know, vanishes into thin air. Um, so there's not any, there's no honeypot to even go after from a security perspective there too. So, you know, a lot of things that, um, that people are kind of concerned with in the security space, uh, you know, Cobra's kind of check marks all those boxes right away of making sure that you're only kind of addressing things that are on your own site uh, and only even the specific things that they should be able to see on your own site and, and kind of nothing beyond that. So security is kind of like, I'd say, uh, besides just the ease of use of a co-browsing, security is kind of like, um, you know, one and one A of the, the most important things that co-browse does a little bit differently than a traditional screen sharing product. I think that's that's really critical, uh, Derek. The the idea, you know, I know Google, for example, Google Meets comes up with that warning, like, oh, make sure everyone has permission, you know, to, to record this. But then they make it so easy to share. And if you slip up and send that to the wrong email address or set the wrong permission set, it, it can get out there instantly. I, I can definitely see the the difference between that that screen share concept versus versus a co-browsing concept. Maybe, maybe switching gears to, to kind of cap off the conversation in the uh, in the cloud world, the SaaS based product world, you know, where you might have access to exactly what your customer is seeing there, you might be able to log in and ghost as that person, you know, and, and, and you know, look at all their web in their admin stuff. You know, where does where does co-browsing fit into that? Like if I already have access to everything, do I do I need co-browsing? What's what's the added advantage? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and I think it's something that um, for folks that probably haven't used co-browse is probably a, a thing that maybe stops them from thinking that they that co-browse could be helpful to them. Um, but so, you know, I've been in the customer support world for a long time. And I think uh, most people who have kind of realized that customer support requests fall into kind of two buckets, one of which is um, the customer support agent needs to do something on behalf of somebody. So they may the customer may not have the ability to update their own email address or something like that. Um, and then on the flip side, 
Um, the other reason that people contact customer support is because it's an education issue. Like they have the ability to do something themselves. They just don't know how to do it. And this is uh, the things that kind of fall into bucket number two there is where Cobrowse really shines. You can have access to all of their data, all of that other stuff behind the scenes that would help you, you know, kind of solve, you know, the things that fall into the first bucket, but it's not going to help you solve the education issue. They still don't know how to do something. They still had to reach out to customer support to ask how to do it. And Cobrowse allows you to, you know, one, jump directly into, um, you know, see where they're getting stuck. But two, you can actually navigate them through how to do it themselves, right? Like this is the teaching someone how to fish principle is, uh, you know, the ideal scenario is if you're going to help them, you'd prefer that if they have that same question again, that they know how to solve it themselves. Cobrowse is really the, the way for you to be able to train someone in an extremely lightweight way without having to take you know, like without having to have your average handle time, uh, you know, go up, it actually uh, makes, uh, in most cases, the average handle time be more efficient while still educating the customer. And so um, really Cobras is really helpful for uh, those kind of customer education type of issues, uh, as opposed to, you know, all the information you have um, in your admin behind the scenes might be helpful for kind of the first bucket, but for customer education, which you know, typically can make up anywhere from 30 to 60% of your volumes. It wildly varies depending on the type of business you have, um, but that's not an insignificant chunk regardless of what kind of business you run. Um, that's really where where Cobrow shines is, is helping educate people in a really lightweight way. Yeah, Derek, that is, that's really clear. I, I definitely see that there is an advantage to co-browsing, even in a world where you have access to all the data. And I hope, uh, our, hope our listeners see that advantage as well. Uh, thank you for sharing your insights with us today. Uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Happy to nerd out anytime on uh, customer support stuff. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely, Derek. Uh, thank you all for listening to Customer Experience Leaders Chat by Nice Reply with today's guest, Derek Homan from Median. Make sure to check out our other sport interviews and more quality content at nicereply.com.